0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Daniel Knight-Lewis, Daniel Day-Lewis's evil twin brother, whose sole purpose is to ruin Daniel Day-Lewis's career by doing a shot-for-shot remake of all of his films, but this time with a noticeably bad Spanish accent. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that looks back in the past to then look forward in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing a look back on the year 2022. We survived one more year. It was a bit better than it the was past few years, Yeah. It I would say, at mm-hmm. least for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, this was definitely the first year that felt the mm-hmm. most normal post-pandemic. Yes. Uh, um, movie theaters are, for the most part, opened up uh you know and unfortunately a lot of the little art house smaller ones closed down now it's pretty much primarily like amcs and Mm -hmm. regals yeah but there's still a few a few out there that are are hanging on that i like to go to support um which was good Um, story
1: screen and beacon
0: yeah that shout out story screen and beacon um also masking has for the most part gone away especially in like theaters and closed spaces Um, movie productions are seeming to get back on normal schedules ish where, Mm -hmm. you know, they're filming a lot more and they're not doing nearly as big budget things like they were five, six years ago, but I having a good feeling for like the next few years in film. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Like Um, it's just getting a little bit better, back to normal-ish.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that being said, this is a look back on, I guess I kind of treated this as a look back on my 2022 the podcast itself, but like everything that I'm going to be speaking about is like movie and filming and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we'll go over like some of our favorite episodes, some of our favorite things that we've done uh, and then whatever. So yeah. this is a look back. You want to start us off with anything?
1: Um, Yeah. I, so I'm going to start off with uh, a specific thing that like in the looking forward that I touched on which was my curiosity and excitement for Nope mm. by Jordan Peele. And you know what's funny
0: I have Nope in here as well. Really? Yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> I really was disappointed in Nope. Um I don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast but we talked about it like in person where it's like there was just a lot of things that like just didn't land for me and I was really upset because it's like I was really excited to like watch Jordan Peele kind of like have like this comeback. Where I was thinking like okay like maybe it's gonna be like hit miss hit miss type situation with his career where it's like you know Get Out was really good and then Us was like okay and then Nope would swing back for the fences and like really knock it out of the park and it's like while the movie was like technically very well made and like the the cinematography for it is like really good it's like the story just like fell apart on itself um I didn't like the alien in it mainly because it's like I, I want to see the creature, like I get it. It's different that it's a f- like the UFO itself is the creature. Yeah, but it's like I want to actually see like a monster, like an alien situation. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I was really disappointed in it. Like it was like the the f- first thing. Like when we were talking about like look back, it's like boom, that's it right there. Nope.
0: Yeah, I. I didn't love it either. Um it's it's making a lot of people's like top 10 movies of of 2022. Yeah. Um and I get it. I think I understand why. I think that a lot of it comes down to um what you're saying kind of like with the spectacle. Like it feels very much like an old school um like Steven Spielberg type mm-hmm. of movie, like a giant blockbuster film after a few years of not really getting those. And I think I think a lot of people just loved uh, Get Out and Us so much mm-hmm. that they're kind of willing to maybe see Nope as a little bit more of like a, like, yeah, maybe it wasn't the best, but it's still a Jordan Peele film. And yeah. no matter what, I'm going to like it. And I personally didn't fall into that camp. I always am looking forward to what he is going to be doing next. He's mm-hmm. def- he's still one of those directors for me. And the reason why I put him on this list as to like a look back and why I wanted to highlight it was because I'm still very excited for his career. Oh, yeah. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if he's like going to stay in horror primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I I enjoyed the, the theater experience of Nope. Mm-hmm. Like if i'm going to if you were going to see that movie if you haven't seen it yet you're definitely going to probably like it even less if you watch it at home like the movie needs to be seen on a big screen i thought um just the sound design was really well done the 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 yeah the technical the how they did like the day for night stuff looked mm-hmm. really really good yeah um i really liked the
1: the whole idea too with like oh, the cloud isn't moving and, like, showcasing yeah. that, like, 12-hour, like, sped-up thing. Like, that's cool.
0: Yeah, and there was a lot of really cool elements in uh, in Nope that I thought were really, uh, that were well executed.
1: Yes, like, I I really enjoyed the fact of, like, the entire idea is about, like, you know, animal cruelty and, like, you don't mess with, like, Mother Nature. Like, I got that. that. That was, like, very plain and simple, like, I understand everything. Yeah. It's just, there were a couple of things that fell short with it. Oh, no, there were a lot of things for me that fell short. <laughs>
0: uh, and I don't want to go into it and to, like, badmouth it or anything because I just don't really like doing that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it definitely did not work for me on the level that I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But I will say that the reason why I I, I mentioned it was because, again, I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see what he's going to do next. I'm always going to now go to a, a Jordan Peele film. Yeah. and. Uh, and I think that that has a lot of like, he's similar to what I've said a few times on this podcast where he is one of those few names that will bring um, people to a theater and that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets a lot of people talking and he, and he really goes for like giant big themes and he swings for the fences. So anytime a director, a writer director is doing that, uh, I respect it no matter yeah. what.
1: That's why like, I like, I can't say that like I won't see anything from him cause I've seen three of three of his films. Yeah. So it's like, the man knows how to like put actual like like metaphors into a film. Like oh, yeah. actual like day by day like this is a serious topic that's going on um whether it be like racial inequality or animal cruelty. Yeah. And he does it well. It's just two out of his three movies did not land with me. Yeah. But I'm still going to go see anything that he puts out.
0: Yeah, that being said, mm-hmm. a movie that did land for me this year that uh was I was completely blown away by and i think it might be the breakout of the year uh no i don't know about the breakout of the year but my favorite version of this character uh and that was the batman so it's funny you mentioned this cuz i
1: also put in batman so, good. so i had like one of the the things was just like talking about like some of my favorite films throughout the year and like the Batman was definitely one of them. Yeah. Um again, Robert Pattinson has like evolved immensely over the past couple of years.
0: Yeah, he's not my favorite on-screen Bruce Wayne Batman. No. Um but the movie itself yeah the
1: movie is definitely great like I I like him as like Batman and Bruce Wayne I get what you mean like him is like Bruce is still kind of like that angsty teenager of don't talk to me I'm gonna go listen to like my chem in my room yeah but I mean the presence that he has as Batman yeah Um, when he puts on the suit yes the the (laughs) cinematography of the film the direction Everything that Matt Reeves it. did with it. Yeah. Very, very impressive to me. Yeah. Like I I absolutely loved that film. Um it was a little long. I talked about that in like movies that I think were like uh like something I don't remember. We did something where it's like I brought up where it's like a little long, but like it it doesn't matter because like it's paced so well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's definitely too long like it doesn't need <laughs> to be doesn't need to be as long as it is for no. sure colin farrell as the penguin yeah paul dano mm-hmm. as uh the riddler
1: wasn't was amazing and finally we got a batman story where he gets to be a detective
0: a proper detective yes yeah. like
1: every other batman story is like oh it's batman like he's gonna go kick their ass and like he'll he'll find one clue but then that's it. Like, yeah. That's all. He, then he'll just go fight people. Yeah. It's like, this is literally him being a detective. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. And it's like, if I want this to be his trilogy, like, please just have him keep being a literal detective and like solving this crime.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that my favorite movie of the year is. Um, I don't know if you like wrote like like specifically because um, like I kind of did like two subcategories where I have my favorite movie that was actually like released this year and then my favorite movie that we covered on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite film that was released in twenty twenty two was hands down by far the Northman by Robert Eggers.
1: That was also one of mine that like uh, I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah no, it's, like, it's, it's it
0: it was amazing. It was I've I recently rewatched it um again, showing somebody who's never seen it before mm-hmm. and. Watching it with somebody who, who's never seen it before and, like, like you know, kind of giving them the side eye to see, like, how they're reacting yeah. to things and whatever. Like, it's such a good, good movie. Uh, it really puts some hair on your chest. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, it is
1: adrenaline captured in it, two hours. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, it's just a classic tale that's been told before, but, you know, with not with the the level of detail and skill of robert eggers Mm -hmm. uh i mean everything about it to me worked so well i've watched it like three or four times this year i've gotten past like the the kind of iffy cgi with like the family tree stuff i was like "Eh," i didn't love it the first time but i was also just so jarred by it because i wasn't expecting him to use cgi i know because he's not he's not that guy Mm -hmm. um and but that being said I mean, after you get past that and like, that was pretty much primarily my only problem with the movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but it was like such a big problem for me that (laughs) it it literally like made me question if like how good the movie was. Mm. Um, and then getting past that and just watching it and, you know, watching the story of revenge that again, it's a classic tale. It is a Lion King. It is a Hamlet. It Mm. is a Macbeth. It's, it's all of these kind of stories put into one thing. Um, it was amazing. Yeah.
1: And Alex Gensler's car guard.
0: Yeah. He's, he, he was very good. I know mm-hmm. that you were like iffy on him. You're like his accent wasn't like. Yeah. I was like. like ah, you know there I, were, There were points it, where I was, I was like you
1: know his accent isn't like really hitting. But then I was like. Like other points I was just like I'm giving it to him. Like he's just nailing it as the character. It's so good. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I feel like I've been going. Do you have anything that you want to say?
1: Um. So yeah. So like. I, I agree. Like Northman was probably like one of the better ones that came out this year. Um. I also, like, I had two other ones that, like, I was really kind of, like, captivated with. Um, One of them being Men. Uh, I know you didn't love it. Yeah. But having Alex Garland come back after, like, what, like, a good, like, seven years of not doing any, like, films. um, Because he did Annihilation and he did um, Ex Machina. And that was, like, 2009 and, like, 2012, I think.
0: I don't, I don't know.
1: Oh, well, you know, what? he only did those two. And like, he really was kind of like, because for a while we were talking where it's like, okay, like the, the directors that have like two movies under their belts that are like really, really good. And it was like, you know, Jordan Peele had like Get Out and Us. And then Ari Aster had Hereditary and Midsommar. And then you had Robert Eggers who had The Witch and the Lighthouse. And then there was Alex Garland.
0: Yeah. Alex Garland only has, um, for the most part, two films or he's got. Yeah, yeah. Ex Machina, Annihilation. He's got a thing called Devs, which is a TV
1: miniseries. I I wanted to watch that. That looked like really fun. Um, because it's on Hulu,
0: and now he's got something in pre-production called Civil War. Mm. That could be
1: warish. That could be warish. Um, but he was kind of like that director that like stayed in the very much like, uh, sci-fi genre. Yeah, which I was fine with. Because, like, all the other ones that I mentioned, like, they're all in that horror aspect. And, like, I love horror. But, like, you know, everybody's doing horror. Like, you need somebody to, like, stand out a little bit. Yeah. And I was always kind of like that guy where it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm looking for the next Alex Garland thing. And when I found out that he was putting out a horror film of men, I was, like, stupid excited for it. Yeah. Um, And I went to go to see in theaters. And I actually, like, really, really enjoyed Men. Um, I thought, like you know, the message behind it and like the actual story and the idea that like that one actor is playing like every single guy in the film Yeah, was like a really clever idea to be like, oh, all men are the same. Mm -hmm. And then we picked it apart a little bit like in the podcast. And I know it didn't like hold up for you
0: too, too well. Yeah. It was kind of like one of those things where it's like on the surface, it's cool. And Mm -hmm. I like the idea and like what it's going for. But yeah, I don't know. It did. It did kind of start. For me, like yeah. unraveling, and I'm like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> it, it just didn't, it didn't land for me mm-hmm. as much as I wanted it to.
1: I liked it still. I think it still was like, I a, did like it. Yeah. I still think it was like a movie to talk about, and like it's still an idea that like was really, really impressive for somebody that, you know, hasn't done anything in a while.
0: Yeah. And he's kind of, it's kind of, he's in an interesting place where, he's got three movies under his belt but he's still like he's i don't know like you don't hear a lot from him Mm -hmm. but i do feel like he is almost like a household name at the same time yeah which is interesting because your fucking debut feature was ex machina
1: yes which is amazing which is
0: like you know i mean how much better of a debut can you really ask Mm for uh everybody was talking about it like Everybody was yeah. talking about it when it came out, and um, it was really impressive writing and beautiful storytelling and amazing like everything about it was just so good. Uh, I mean, what an impressive day, fucking view, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then Annihilation <laughs> when we did that, yeah, you Annihilation re- was you really, really impressive. Liked Annihilation. Yeah, another another really impressive um movie. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what he's gonna continue to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I think he's one of the more unique voices. Yeah, in, in um uh, film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. So I want to talk about some episodes that we did, unless you still have like 2022 releases. Uh,
1: I had one more. Um, And that was just like, I didn't love, love the film, but I love the idea that like how quickly this director was able to pump out like actual movies that like had great cinematography, had great dialogue. Um, And that was Ty West with X and Pearl.
0: You didn't really like X. I didn't like X. And you, I, I think you liked Pearl. I I really
1: liked Pearl. I thought that that was, like, a way better film. Um, But I got to give it to Ty West. Like, the man put out two movies in the same year and is literally putting out another one, like, I think, like, a couple of months from now. Yeah. Like, he's putting out, like, the next installment of the story, which is just... The final chapter. Yeah, which is just, like, incredible. Like, it's, like, King Gizzard level of, like, pumping out shit (laughs) that, like, is just unheard of. Yeah. Um and then the fact too of like basically building like Mia goth as an actress yeah like she has blown up because of this stuff
0: yeah you're right um she has definitely been kind of skyrocketing uh yeah I mean there was a there were like a few things that I didn't get a chance to see that I really wanted to see um like I I have a feeling that if I was if if I saw this film, before recording this, I it would be on my list of like top ten movies or something, mm-hmm. which would be um, Darren Aronofsky's *The Whale*.
1: Yes, I um, want
0: to see that really badly. Um, I also, I don't. I'm gonna probably slaughter like how you say this. I didn't get a chance to fully watch um, the band, the Banshees of. Of in in I don't know yes. how to pronounce it. <laughs> I know. I've I've It's the one with Colin that. Farrell. Yeah. Um and uh Brandon Gleason. Yes. Um I watched like forty-five minutes of it, but it was on it, I think it was on like Christmas or something, or mm-hmm. like Christmas Eve. And there was like people over and like it was just like wasn't the right atmosphere to watch it. And that movie is like fucking dry as mm-hmm. shit. Um and very slow moving. And I was like, all right, this is not the right atmosphere. What I saw from it, I did enjoy, but I just wasn't in the right headspace to yeah. be to be watching it. Um, but from what I saw, I really did enjoy. Um, and then the other one I wanted to shout out, which I believe came out this year, um, was Licorice Pizza. Yes. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson's mm-hmm. l- uh, latest film. Really loved Licorice Pizza a lot. Uh, it was a movie that I wasn't sure if I was going to like because... I heard a lot of mixed reviews about it and I, and I took me a while to watch it. I just watched it like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so it took me a while to, to actually sit down and watch it, which is rare for me because anytime PT Anderson comes out with something, he's like
1: the number one thing that you're going to go see. Yeah. I mean,
0: he's maybe my favorite filmmaker ever. Um, I I just, I love his work so much, but this movie was getting such mixed reviews that I was like, I don't know if I want to see it because Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to dislike a PT Anderson film. Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm realizing how silly that is it's like just fucking watch the movie but um i really enjoyed it a lot you know probably not as best Mm -hmm. but still a good fucking movie Mm -hmm. um love love loved it it was good all right so as for episodes that i thought were kind of like highlights in our um i don't know what we would call this our it's not a discography, and it's not a filmography. It's a podography. Podography. <laughs> Copyright. We owe that now. My podography. Pay us if you use it. Um, so I was really happy that we went back and watched Mandy this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Mandy, I watched it the one time, and I didn't love it. Yeah, Because I was expecting, I think, something different. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be just a complete and utter just shit show of you know of like action and yeah. adventure and over-the-top gore and
1: it had that it does
0: get to that point but you know it's an hour and a half of build-up mm-hmm. uh but rewatching it kind of in the right headspace of knowing what it was i mean the movie grew on me so much yeah. um I still haven't seen Beyond the Black Rainbow. Man, I... Like, <laughs>
1: honestly, like, I don't... You know what the fucked up thing is? I think you actually would probably like Beyond the Black Rainbow. I think I probably will, too. Because you would, like, like, get past, like, the dryness of it and see, like, whatever metaphor mm. that he was trying to make of it. Yeah. And, like, I wanted that so badly because, like, I watched the trailer and I was like, this is my type of movie. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, I have no idea what the fuck happened. I'm
0: gonna watch it, um... Probably this week, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, you should he,
1: also watch his episode from uh, Cabinet of Curiosity.
0: Oh right, yeah, because
1: that was actually really cool. Like you can see that it's, it's, it's him. him. He's got
0: he's got such a a voice. Yes. In in film, um, he has got such a a fingerprint, and and I really enjoy it a lot. I really love the way his movies look. Uh, I love how he shoots on those anamorphic lenses that give it such a textured mm-hmm. feel. Uh, everything about Mandy. That I that I didn't really like the first time around completely you ended up loving. <laughs> won me over the mm-hmm. second time around. Um, it's a patient film for sure, mm-hmm. but I mean it is a proper love story and it is a heartbreaking one at that. And, yeah. uh and it's just it was amazing. I loved it. I'm really really happy that we that we ended up doing it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to kind of go yeah. back and forth? So,
1: uh, yeah. So, um, the set of series like the series that I think like we had a lot of fun with too because like usually we do like the halloween films of just like horror and then we kind of started to get away from like christmas movies and now kind of like feel good slash like um like warm kind of cozy films for like december uh but i really like the idea of us doing like you know that kind of like nostalgia-esque month where it's like we did all like retro films and topics of like nothing before like 1950 oh yeah classics um, yeah the classics month um i really enjoyed that i know we talked about like where we want to do like an international month too yeah um and that was kind of in the works for this year and then we just kind of like snowballed into like oh we want to do this movie in this yeah, movie yeah, yeah. and then it kind of got a little ahead of itself um but we will do that next year mm-hmm. um but, like, the Classics Month, I thought, was, like, really, really fun. Like, doing, like, Citizen, uh, Citizen Kane and, like, uh, Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot, <laughs> yo. yo Some Like It Hot was awesome. <laughs> like, what a fun movie. <laughs> um, and then, unfortunately, we did the one with... Um, what was it? I can't remember. The James f- Dean? Yeah, what, what was the James Dean movie that like <laughs> that like everybody talked about and then we were just like, "Man, this movie it is wasn't not that good." It was not good. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh that was Rebel Without a Cause. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Man, and that was like his his film. I know. And that I was like, like eh, made him. It was like it was fun. Yeah, it was like he mumbles most of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was not really impressed with it. No, but, but. it's fu- it's interesting to go back. Yes, and, because like and watch these movies yeah, that are
1: considered iconic. Exactly because you have like a most of the time where it's like you know they these are like the classics like yeah. these are the movies that like you know back in my day we had films not like movies yeah yeah and it's like you watch them and it's like yes there are those films where it's like you have that where yeah this is way better like this is timeless like this is a film that like you know will test time itself like it will last and then you have stuff like Rebel Without a Cause, and it's like, ah, I, I see where you probably had it at the time. <laughs> yeah. But man, we have a lot better <laughs>
0: now. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to fucking like love that movie so much. Yeah. Um, because you were so
1: adamant too. You were like, I need this to be good. Like, I want, I want to see this so badly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a movie that absolutely like again you heard so many things about it it's referenced so many times yeah. it's it's like the definitive it's the performance they say that is like the definitive performance for james and that mm-hmm. was what made him a star and then like i watched it and i was like ah this just didn't yes. land for me um but i did say and i do stand by as to like i see why yes it's, i get why it's, it's it, it was considered that a, a classic um so I have one of my favorite uh, episodes that we did, and I thought was – I'll give myself a pat on the back because I, it was my idea um, – was in the month of October, we did themes in horror. And I really yeah. liked tackling like why it was that they – tackle specific themes in horror movies Mm -hmm. Um, and like what types of themes and why directors choose to explore these themes specifically in horror versus another genre. Um, I don't know. I don't really have too much to say about it other Mm -hmm. than I just really think that if you haven't, uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, I would recommend going back and listening to it. I think it was one of our better ones. And Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, it's something that is different and unique for our podcast. yeah um i don't know i just really enjoyed doing it and kind of deep diving and kind of seeing like why writers decide to tackle themes of something that doesn't have to do a horror in mm. in the genre of horror
1: i also enjoyed us doing like found footage films in oh yeah horror because like again i like you said like i don't think anybody really talks about like found footage anymore and like that was kind of like again my niche little horror thing yeah um, And that was really fun. Like, I had a lot of fun, like, this Halloween, like, talking about the discussions and the films for it. Yeah. Um, Another small thing, I didn't, I know I mentioned it in, like, the to come of 2022. And, like, we didn't really get there because of, like, budgeting issue stuff. But, like, adding in, like, sprinkles of, like, little, like, sound effects and everything like that into the podcast. Um, I wanted to do that for December, and I never got around to doing it. But, like, adding in for, like, the Halloween months of, like, the howling and, like, the the creepy sounds, like, for the, the discussion <laughs> yeah. episodes. Yeah. Um, I think just kind of, like, stands us out a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I have, like, a few other, like, uh, like, movies that we did that I really enjoyed a lot. I wanted to highlight Dragged Across the Concrete again. I mm-hmm. really love that movie. Uh, I know that you didn't absolutely adore it nearly as much as I did. But yeah. Man, I love <laughs> S. Craig Zahler so much. He is my kind of filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought Dragged Across the Concrete was maybe my favorite film that he's done. Uh, I don't know. I just think he's another kind of unique and interesting director that's similar to Panos Cosmatos. Yeah. He's got that unique kind of fingerprint. And when, you, when you're when you watching a Zahler film, you know that it's a Zahler film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so would, I would highly recommend Dragged Across the Concrete.
1: Um, I had a lot of fun doing Pig.
0: Oh, right. We did do Pig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this year. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Yeah, Love that was, the, again, Nick. Got into Cage. a really big argument with a girl at a party about I Pig. I know, you were telling me about <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, she was just like, it was terrible and it was stupid. And I was like, I don't I disagree. <laughs> and and we, we got into a pretty heated debate about it. Um, The Black Coat's Daughter. Ah, oh, that was a fun one. Was a movie that. I hadn't seen since when it, when it was released, like whatever it was, twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back and rewatching it this October, I grew a real different type of appreciation for the movie. Um, the The slow pacing of it, the the taking your time, the confusing kind of what what the hell is going on, the non linear storytelling, mm-hmm. um, the the complete willingness to not spoon feed the audience and trust the audience of this is what I'm telling you. Like, this is what's happening. And you know, I'm not going to like have a giant exposition dump of this is what's happening. So you understand like you, if you, Mm. if you watch the movie, you can understand it. I love when directors do that. Yeah. You know uh, it was just, it was such a, a tender yet horrific, story Mm -hmm. um and it's like fucked up but it's it's just i love that movie yeah it's a movie that uh i don't think gets a lot of love and i think maybe got maybe got love like when it first came out but Mm -hmm. nobody talks about it now anymore
1: it's it's definitely one of those like a 24 films that's like i like if if we didn't do it i probably would have like
0: never seen it (laughs) yeah i
1: probably would have looked at the box art and i would be like yeah you know what that looks like something and then just never get around to watching it
0: yeah i'm really happy that uh that we ended up uh, doing it because it's just it was one of my favorite movies that we did last year for sure.
1: There was one movie too that like I I came around to um, and that was
0: The Power of the Dog. Oh really? I came around to it. I came around to you it. You didn't really um, like it when we were, when we did the recording. You yeah. were like uh, It's boring. <laughs> it is. It, you know because I had that whole
1: story where it's like you know I tried to watch it with my family and like I passed out halfway through Yeah. because like when I was like tired from work but also like I was just not into the story and I mm. woke up like halfway through and then I was like the next day i was like you know what i got to give this another chance and i i watched the other half of it and i was like eh yeah and then we did it for the podcast and i was like okay now that i see it like in a full story yeah it's like something like i get why it was kind of like that oscar bait i liked it but yeah i think i came around to it just in terms of like you know the acting of benedict cumberbatch and like the cinematography of everything yeah like it really kind of like drew itself on me
0: yeah it's a really powerful movie mm-hmm. um that definitely has some pretty strong themes and and uh is definitely saying something yeah um but it is a patient testing film for sure oh
1: absolutely so not for everybody so was the seventh seal
0: Seven seal <laughs> it is, was fun it's not what you probably thought it was but no. i thought it was just literally playing chess the entire <laughs> time i yeah. was mistaken heavily yeah i get it um, all right. So I want to highlight two more movies mm-hmm. for myself that we recorded this year that, um, I just, both of these movies I adored, uh, in January. And I've, I've spoken about this movie multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to try to not talk about it anymore after this, the but humans. the humans, yeah.
1: You know, it's almost, it, it's a little sucky. Cause it's like, we should have just waited and did that for like Thanksgiving.
0: It is a, it is a holiday movie. Um, but. You know, January's, you know, post-holiday. Like, we're coming right out of the holidays. Uh, yeah, no, The Humans, for me, is absolutely just, like, in my opinion, like, a perfect film. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. It's It's got super realistic uh, dialogue between characters. And everybody has, uh, like, their own place in the movie. No character feels... Um, unnecessary everything Mm -hmm. is just perfect and it's beautifully um shot and it really goes to show you that you don't need you know 50 million dollars and giant locations and big blockbuster actors and all this stuff for to make a great film you know at the end of the day a really popular saying that i don't remember who says it but one of the you know a real big popular saying is um the only thing you need to make uh, a good movie is is two characters in a room, mm-hmm. and that's really what this the movie humans. Is. The, the humans proves that point where mm-hmm. you're you just need really good characters, good dialogue, and you know a simple location, and with that you can make something beautiful. Yeah, and the humans to me is very beautiful mm-hmm. and very powerful, and it's a movie that I know once once winter comes like in full effect here in New York You're gonna and, we, watch it again? and we get slammed with like weather mm-hmm. i am going to be watching the humans unnecessarily yeah amount because it's just it's just one of those movies for me
1: Mm-mm. uh last one that i had that i really enjoyed for us doing was uh the topic of Deservant of leading roles i had a really fun time with that one where it's like we got to kind of put our our things out there of saying like you know these these are the guys that and girls that i think should be top build now as yeah. actors and actresses yeah where it's like you know the the past is kind of like moving away a little bit like unfortunately we don't have like the Robert De Niro's and like the Brad Pitt's and like all of those actors oh, we still got the Brad Pitt <laughs> well, we do like he's still like he's just doing fun stuff now yeah um but we don't have like the Al Pacino's anymore like the those actors are unfortunately are like their better days are behind them. So it's like who can step up and be like the new leading roles, like movie stars. Yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah. I think I put Aaron Taylor Johnson in there.
0: Um, I don't remember.
1: I don't know. Or I put the guy, I forget his name. The the guy from Get Out, like the. Caleb. The, yeah, Caleb something. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he, <laughs> he can deliver.
0: Um. All right. So my last movie for uh episode and my favorite film that we've done this year. Zach, what is it? dog day it, <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> ratatouille no uh possessor yeah hands down by far possessor for me was just such a shock and a highlight and i was blown away and i've watched it like four times mm-hmm. since we you know um since watching it for the first time a few months ago uh, it's a movie that just blew me away. Uh, I could not get enough of this movie. I yeah. thought that the storytelling was amazing, the cinematography was beautiful, the gore was incredible, which mm-hmm. I always appreciate. Good I need gore. you to
1: I need you to watch the trailer for his new movie.
0: Oh right, yeah. Um, so I I'm just I, Possessor for me was hands down the best film that that uh, I think that we've done this year, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
1: It's funny too because it's like Brendan Cronenberg put that out, and then also his dad put out. A yeah. film too, Crimes yeah. of th- uh, Crimes of the Future. Yeah. And that movie was very weird. Like, not, not to the caliber that I'm used to of Cronenberg. Right.
0: Um, but yeah, so Possessor, again, if you haven't watched it, uh, I would highly recommend watching Possessor and then going back and listening to the episode. Uh, it's really, really good. And I think that, uh, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. It is uh, gory and dirty and there is penises and vaginas (laughs) and everything that that you could imagine in the movie but uh it is by far one of the most like cerebral experiences that Mm -hmm. I've ever had this year
1: yeah it's definitely a cool concept and a cool feature and it definitely makes me curious of what uh Brandon will do next yeah
0: um and then some from personal things that are, are you are you pretty much tapped out is there anything else that you wanted to
1: No, that's it for, like, in terms of, like, what we did for... Yeah, uh, so just on, like, on a
0: personal level for me, myself, this year was interesting. Um, I got on to a film set. Mm -hmm. uh, First time ever that I was actually a part of a movie. Um, I watched a movie get made from, for the most part, from... I I, I watched a movie get shot. I didn't watch it get edited or anything like that. But, um, you know, potentially I may have shot the poster unknowingly. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough. You'll see. Yeah. didn't get released yet but they've done a few like little small screenings and i think they're doing some reshoots now mm-hmm. um so just it was cool it was it was a really crazy experience you know it was fucking cold it was overnights we were there from 6 p.m. to like 6 a.m. uh in the middle of october so mm-hmm. and we're in upstate new york so it was pretty pretty chilly out there um but i met some cool actors Um, lighting guys, directors, the writer of the movie, I learned a lot. I got to see that everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And Mm -hmm. you just got to fucking grit your teeth and just push through it. Um, it was just a great experience. And, uh, it was just one that I'm never going to forget. Uh, I quit my job. Yep. I quit my full-time job to pursue photography. Um, and that kind of has led to so many other things like this year, and starting next year of course and I'm going to continue I kind of started that docu series yep, which of, we talked about of, of local creatives in the area and now that docu series is getting put on to a local streaming service which is really cool um just on just like things that I never expected to happen mm-hmm. um, happened uh and then I think the only other thing I wanted to do was oh yeah um this year I finished like, officially, I think, for real, mm-hmm. uh, my first screenplay. Yeah. Like, for real, for real. Like, I, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've rewritten this, like, nine times. Mm-hmm. I'm just done with it. Like, I can't. So, uh, yeah, that was exciting. I, I feel good about it. I think it's in a decent place. It might not be perfect, but... Um, you know i don't know it's just it's a screenplay it's about 90 something pages and uh it's and i wrote it so mm-hmm. even if it's dog shit i'm pr- i'm proud yeah, of it <laughs> you did you did it <laughs> yeah so uh, i'm really excited about it um and i don't know i'm ho- i'm hoping that we can do something that something can happen with it i'm thinking mm-hmm. of potentially paring it down to like 30 minutes 20 minutes and like getting it just bare bones and shooting like a short film version of it mm-hmm. um this year but or I guess next year, 2023. Yeah. So, you have four uh, days. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be something that, I, that I'm considering um, to do. Uh, and yeah, so that's for the most part, all the highlights for, for what I wanted to say. A lot of movies, uh, I saw a lot, we watched a lot of movies this year. Yeah, we did. Some um, new, some old, um, and a lot of exciting things happened.
1: Yeah, that was the thing where it's like, um, like personal growth wise, like, I mean, I, I, I was like putting it in where it's like, you know, just in terms of like, Um, fitness wise, like I definitely like up to this year, like I think around like, I want to say February or March, I really started getting more into like what I eat and like how I sleep and like what I actually train like in the gym. Yeah. Um, and I feel like 10 times better and I, I physically can see like the difference in myself, which was like really, really cool. Um, but yeah, like the other thing was like kind of reevaluating like my taste in films, because um, of like how diverse we kind of made this year yeah i like... will say that
0: because of this podcast mm-hmm. and forcing ourselves to watch different movies and movies that we may not normally go to i'm finding myself like from you know to 2015
1: 2016
0: to now yeah very different film watcher
1: oh yeah absolutely In, like, like every way
0: when it comes to the movies that i'm going out to watch mm-hmm. how i view them how i think about them like everything is just different um very unique and i think that it's kind of just like exposure therapy yeah like the more you do it you know there's just the more, i guess the better it, the better you get at watching and the better you get at um critiquing and whatever. Mm. You know?
1: I mean that's why too. Like I think like we kind of play like a decent balance where it's like you have more of like these indie art house type style movies and then I have like these more like weird out there like blockbuster esque films that like you would never see and that I would never get the chance to see. Yeah. But like I was looking through like all of our stuff like this year and it's like we have like a healthy mix of like classic films and like indie films and then like blockbuster esque films um, so it's really, I think, a cool idea just to, like, help us both.
0: It's try. all about dis- diversification.
1: Yeah, <laughs> trying different films. And even if we don't like it, we can just still be like, hey, at least I watched it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm never, I mean, it's very rarely that I'm disappointed that I watched a movie, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Just The Divide. Yeah, The Divide. We should watch The Divide again. We should. For old times' sake. <laughs> <laughs> For old times' sake. Amongst friends. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, so I think it was a pretty good year. I'm mm-hmm. excited for 2023. Um, I think some things are going to change on the podcast in 2023. Uh, and you know, we might, we may get some video. We've, That's... Been, we've been, we've been spitballing the yeah. idea of getting some video, uh, a video version of this podcast. Um, it's just, it's a lot, mm-hmm. but, uh, it would probably help the podcast immensely. Yeah. So definitely something to consider. Um, we su- we, <laughs> we talked about last year or this year technically the beginning of this year we talked about like we're gonna upgrade our audio yeah. and it just di- like we we bought the microphones yeah. <laughs> and we didn't buy anything else for mm-hmm. it uh so that's gonna happen I think this year this coming year yeah. we're gonna upgrade our mics we're gonna upgrade all that
1: we both just got significantly poorer this well,
0: year <laughs> I, I surprisingly I didn't mm-hmm. um, for the most part I've actually leveled out and like stayed the same mm. um. I did like I you know even though I did quit my full-time job um it just I don't know man it's just like one of those things where you just kind of make it work and things just kind of work out Mm -hmm. um like today was such a weird day where I was like man I you know these winter months are not great when it comes to like photography Mm -hmm. um because you know not a lot of people want to shoot because it's cold out and all that I'm like yeah okay I get it and then uh So I was like, all right, like this month isn't going to be the best for me, but like, you know, I have a savings account and I haven't had to dip into it yet at all Mm -hmm. for, for anything. But I was like, all right. So, and I wasn't going to have to, um, this, this month either, but like next month it's like, okay, maybe, maybe if like, if I don't get any work at all. Yeah. And then today I got a uh, a thing in the mail and it was like a medical thing. And I was like, oh God, what, what do I owe? Hmm? It was like, you know, whatever medical group. And it was like the, it was like yellow. And I'm like, that's usually a yeah. bill. <laughs> it's a bill. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. And then I opened it up and it was like, hey, we have a check for you, a refund check because we overcharge you. And it was like over a thousand dollars. And oh, I was wow. like, what the fuck? <laughs> so like, I don't know, man. I'm just like a firm believer in just if you do something and you just keep doing it, like it works itself out. Mm-hmm. Like it always, it always seems to work itself out.
1: Yeah. Um, and Lady looks on your side a little
0: bit. Uh, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean like, don't go out and do the work. You still mm-hmm. got to go out and do the work, but I think that, you know, sometimes good things happen. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to 2023. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I plan on
1: losing both my arms don't or say that. going to don't jail. Say that. Either one. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, Zach, um, yes. I have a recommendation. Okay um going into the new year i wanted to recommend an album that i really did not enjoy the first time i listened to it (laughs) okay but it grew on me immensely like to the point where i just i never i would i really didn't expect it to grow on me at all um and that is are you familiar with the band fontaine's dc it sounds familiar i never heard of them Mm -hmm. um i listened to a band called idols Love idols mm-hmm. and idols, I guess, kind of on one of their tours brought them out as like one of whatever it's called when they like follow they're like the the before act, I mm-hmm. don't know concert yeah. lingo. Um <laughs> the opening act. The opening act, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that shows you how much I go to concerts. Um anyway, Fontaines DC dropped an album this year called uh Skinty Fia mm. S K I N T Y F I A. Uh, what a weird name. Mm -hmm. It is a, there's a reason for it and it does come into play. Um, but yeah, man, it's an album that was interesting because it feels like an album from like the eighties where it's a rock album, but it was like, it's like a simpler rock album. It doesn't have like crazy progression or like all these crazy glitz and glam. It's very much like a bassist, a guitarist, Mm -hmm. a drummer. And a vocalist. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. And uh, I think because my musical palette is so wide and varied. And I'm usually going for like crazy. I'm always looking for new and exciting things. That this was so pared down that I was like, no, this is trash. Um, but it, I found myself going back to it over and over and over again. Um, and it's really grown on me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're into kind of like, it's sort of punky more rocky um definitely not as hard hitting as like idols but uh the poetry man the lyrics are amazing i love the guy's words mm-hmm. um so i would highly recommend fontaines dc okay um, give it a shot it, again it's not the most like mind blowing rock album it's very simple but i think the songs are catchy the poetry is amazing and i mean what else do you need yeah so that's that's my recommendation for the week for the year uh, right, this is gonna come out on New Year's. Yeah, Happy New Year's. Uh, we love you guys. We love the support. Um, and you know, we want to just we're gonna keep this thing going for sure. Uh, and that's all I gotta say. So, Zach, you have the first pick of 2023 that's... for what movie we're gonna do. And this is big. This is a big deal, man. This
1: is a big. It's three years in a row. Uh, first time I I nailed it with Prospect. Last, well, this year I did not because of Wolf
0: yeah wolf was eh. <laughs> it w- could have been wolf good was pretty eh. let's see
1: if i can bounce back with bullet train
0: right okay cool so look forward to bullet train um zach take us out all
1: right guys thank you for listening now frank roll the credits